Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, folks. Today's guest is a man by the name of Robert Slovak. You may have heard of him. He is, in my mind, the water guy. Uh, if you have questions about water, whether it's reverse osmosis water, of which he was a pioneer with his brother of all that technology, or it's deuterium depleted water, which if you haven't heard about it, well, we may talk about it on another episode. We decided it was too much for this one, or anything else about water. Robert is the man. Robert, by training, is as an astronautical and mechanical engineer. He spent a lot of his career in corporate life, working with his brother, developing reverse osmosis technologies. But it wasn't until after he retired from corporate life that Robert discovered what we're talking about today. And what we're talking about today is Kintan. Um, and I'm not going to explain what it is here because we talk about it in the episode, but how he discovered Kintan is a great story, which he talks about in the episode. And it literally, that story, the discovery of Kintan literally changed the course of his life. And I would say that to say that Robert is retired is not a happening thing. He really jumped back into the to business, into the world and has brought Kintan out of the darkness and into the light for so many of us in North America. So we talk about where Kintan comes from, what it can be used for, which is almost anything. Although, of course, we can't make any medical claims. As you know, all of the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. We're not here to treat, diagnose any issues around disease. If you decide that you want to take a dive into Kintan, if you have any kind of medical issues, you're going to want to consult with your medical practitioner first, especially if you've got any kinds of issues around blood pressure, that kind of stuff. Although Kintan may be helpful for these situations, especially if you're on medication, you're going to want to check with your medical provider. So without further ado, all I'm going to say other than that is if you decide that you do want to give Kintan a try, then I would invite you to go to waterandwellness.com. There's lots of great information, lots of amazing products on this website, and you can use discount code longevity, and that will get you 10% off your purchase. And you can use that discount code over and over again. And yes, this is an affiliate link, that when you use those codes, you save some money and I get a bit of money back. And that's what helps me to bring this podcast to you week after week and um, get you amazing guests. But really, actually, the amazing guest really comes from you guys leaving us a review, making comments and interacting with me. So if you leave a review on Apple or Google or Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast, then that helps us move up the rankings and that helps us to be seen. And that helps me to get my message out to more people. And if you have any comments, questions, anything at all, you can reach out to me through my website, which is natnidham.com. Or you can join my Facebook community, which is the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Community, where there are 
thousands upon thousands of other people just like you who are biohackers. Some of them are experienced, some of them are brand new, but this is where we gather together and talk about a lot of these things. I also have a community on MeWe, but I'm really not very active there. So I'm kind of probably going to be phasing that out over the next little while. But when you join the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Community, talk Natalie, sorry, um, then uh, make sure you give me your email so that I can add you to my newsletter, which I'm going to be launching in the next couple of months. And also I'm going to be launching a couple of new courses before the end of the year. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy the episode. Robert is was a wonderful guest. He's a great guy and he is oh so knowledgeable. Thanks again. Hey folks, just one thing before we get into the episode, and that is a word about our podcast sponsor this week, and that is Primadine, made by Oxford Healthspan, which is the brainchild of my good friend, Leslie Kenny. Primadine is an incredible source of spermidine. Spermidine is one of the most incredible supplements that I have come across in a long time. It addresses six of the nine hallmarks of aging. And this particular spermidine product is incredible for a bunch of different reasons. One, it's super clean. There's nothing but spermidine and prebiotics that will support your body's own production of spermidine in the capsule. It is a high quality wheat germ extract. And what they've done to make sure that it doesn't go rancid and go bad is they've defatted it. They've removed all the fat, all those delicate omega-6 oils that can be good for you in certain contexts, but once they go rancid and they go rancid very quickly, it's anything but good for you. So Primadine addresses six of the nine hallmarks of aging folks. Everything from the proper folding of proteins to autophagy, to cellular communication, the proper um, DNA protection. Uh, uh, did I say autophagy? Anyway, six different hallmarks. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you can go look for a couple of posts I've written about spermidine and you will see why this is a supplement that I include in my stack every single day. And frankly, it is part of the foundation stack for every one of my clients. So if you decide you want to give Primadine a try for yourself, you're going to want to go to primadine.com and use promo code BIONAT1515 and you will get 15% off your supplement. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with is that not only is Primadine doing all this incredible work under the hood to keep you healthy and rejuvenate your body and keep you youthful and vital. But on top of that, you're going to see it on the inside because you're going to grow stronger nails, better skin, and thicker, better hair. It is actually quite the most amazing thing. I've never really, I haven't seen too many supplements where I've gotten so much positive feedback from my clients and from my group followers. So by all means, if you haven't given this stuff a try yet, you must, uh, but you will know that it will take a good month or two before you start to see the effects and the benefits. So if you get if, if this resonates for you, give it a shot. You won't be sorry. Hey folks, just a little bit of housekeeping before we launch into the episode. Please remember that all of the information provided in these podcasts is for information purposes only. We are never offering treatments, cures, whatever for any kind of disease or medical condition. Anything you hear about here is going to be intriguing. There's some research around it, but make sure that you check with your medical provider before you go off and do any of this stuff for yourself. 
All right. So enjoy the episode. And also, if you're looking to connect with me for any reason, with your comments, questions, whatever it may be, you can reach me through my website, which is natnidham.com, or you can find me on Facebook in the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group, or on MeWe in the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Group. And of course, you can also follow me on Instagram, which is at Natalie Nidham. Natalie is with an H between the T and the a, the second day. So thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the episode. Why don't we start with your journey with hydrogen and Kinton, which came first in Robert Slovak's world? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So Kinton came in 2003. Okay. And, that was, okay. And molecular hydrogen came in 2010. Oh, well then should we start with Kinton maybe? Of course. Let's start with Kintan. I, you know, I've heard this story in 2003 of how you discovered Kintan, but I'm sure that a lot of listeners haven't. So why don't we start with, you had retired from your job in the States and you were on contract in Brazil. So why don't you give us a better picture of what that was, what that was all about? Um, well, what did you retire from and where did you go to? I retired from my brother and my company called Water Factory Systems. Yeah, that was founded in the early 70s and became a major developer of the technology called reverse osmosis. Right. I have that in my kitchen. Bingo. So uh, that is uh, we, we, we spent 40 years in that business. We influenced the world. We taught the world this technology. And um, I probably taught in almost every country because it was so desirable a technology especially you start to get to the middle east they don't have any water so you have to get it from the sea and you know until this day this reverse osmosis is the premier technology for desalinating seawater okay so but but pretty, we pretty important technology we did all kinds of things with the technology which kind of made us an interesting pair and, you know, and most people make fun and, and love me to tell the story how we also created the first spot free rinse for cars and trucks. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yes. Okay, of course you did, because you remove all the goo out of the water that yeah. would make spots. And no one could believe. <laughs> I'll never forget when I went to the first international uh, in Las Vegas, international car wash uh conference and 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 how they these i was young at very young at the time and these guys who've been in the business for 30 40 years would go you're making water sun that doesn't leave spots because they just think water <laughs> must leave spots okay and i'm going that's exactly what <laughs> anyway that was a whole right. era of a lot of fun we worked for that company until uh, 1995. And then we were free to really do anything that we wanted. And we decided to continue to teach water technology because we really had gone to the limits of it to places that didn't have it. And because we had associates, colleagues and dealers all over the world, uh, I was asked to come to Brazil. I started to do research and, and Brazil's in trouble. You, you can understand how much illegal pollution goes on in these countries. I mean, mm -hmm. it's crazy. So there was a problem in Sao Paulo that, that, that industrial 
contaminants were getting into the water supply and so on and so on. So I, I in doing some research, I had to go into the like almost the headwaters of of uh, of the water supplies of cities. And this is in remote areas. And in mm -hmm. that remote area, to make a long story short, uh, feeling like, you know, a man, because I'm now really challenged in nature and so on, I I start eating the wrong things, roadkill, whatever. You do all kinds of crazy stuff. You go and hang out at a bar at night, and then you um, get sick, okay? Mm -hmm. And I did get sick with gastroenteritis, bacterial, and knew it was serious. I knew enough about health uh, and medicine to know it was serious. Wanted to get airlifted out because I yeah. knew that was the only thing that would work. Wasn't going to happen. And then a, a young man who was on our associated with us hands me hands me this exact six ampules of something called quintone isotonic. And, and I'm going, you know, his name is Marcelo. I'm going, what are you giving me? And, and, and yeah. so he goes, this is our doctor. I will never forget this statement. There's no mm -hmm. one's made it about this, any substance before. This is our doctor. Because there are no doctors there. There are no clinics there. And people have just learned to use, I mean, that I'm there and this is there at the same time is, is a divine kind of thing for me. Yeah, serendipity. Yeah. And so I'm going, what is this? He said, well, it's, it's made from seawater. And I'm going, this, <laughs> you, you want me to take this instead of me trying to get, he said, you're not getting a helicopter from here. Okay. You'll be dead before you'll get a helicopter. He what? said, let's start trying. Just take one per hour. Okay. Six of them. I did it. I would have taken anything, you know, Cobra urine. I would have taken. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and you know what? I was perfectly well at the end of this. Do you That's have any idea with my knowledge of health science and so on? It's like an impossibility, mm -hmm. but it was real. And that moment changed my life because I said this, who knows about this? I never even heard of the discoverer of this. And I'm a student of science, of all the sciences, very well educated in the sciences never heard of Rene Canton. And he makes something like this. What? In 1897, he started this? Wow, I really felt stupid. And so I actually ended up staying in Brazil, studying with the Argentine biologist who was a world expert in it, and ended up to make uh, the story short, bringing it to America. And then I became for since maybe 2006, a, a teacher of it uh, all over the world. I mean, Asia, even, even in Europe, again, where it's from. And, and it's from a French company. So the company is Laboratoires Canton. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, it was a French company. And René Canton, of course, was French. And uh, even though the company has... Uh, it, it, it only, it spent its first like 96 years in, in, in France and then moved uh, as many companies French 
to to uh, Spain. I'm going to impose a, 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 some slides if I can. All right. What do you think? Um, uh, yeah, let's just make sure um, we're going to have to describe them so that the people listening to the podcast know what we're talking. Well, I'm going to describe them when the earth formed. OK, yeah, this is good for your people to know. I think you have a, probably a very high level audience. So yeah. the earth formed uh, and, and from space dust and rock and and the sun was there in the universe and, and it got attracted to it. And all these planets had a, had a. Uh, uh, had orbited around it. But what's really important is that people don't even know what the earth is made from, if I ask people. But it's important that everyone understand and go back to that first time in high school that you heard the term periodic table of the elements. The 92 natural elements from hydrogen to uranium make the entire physical universe. It doesn't make light, it doesn't make cosmic rays, but everything that you can touch and affects you and touch, hear, smell, et cetera, it is made from these 92 things. And that is very important because you are, it's going to become valuable to you in your life. And so the earth had no water on it when it was formed. It was formed from molten things. So. Obviously, there couldn't be water, but and it was it started to form about five billion years ago. But about a half a billion years after that, it was bombarded with comets. And comets are largely ice. And it was bombarded for so long a time that it covered the water, the water covered the earth. And that's one of the reasons we're called the blue planet. Hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's such a dramatic event. I've never met anybody in any audience who knew of just this little event that I told you. And it's called the late heavy bombardment. And so what happened was that those elements of the periodic table that the dry earth was made in, which is now covered with water, they started to dissolve in the water. And each element dissolves to a very precise amount. Right. It's just part of chemistry. Yep. And then that result of that is the primordial ocean. This is the formation of what we know as our seas, our ocean, and it's about to be the primordial ocean because it's about to be host what we call life. And it was helped with a little bit of organic molecules from under sea vents that were spewing heat and, and various chemicals uh, like ammonia and so on. And so here is what created life, basically, as far as we know. A solution of the periodic table, organic molecules from volcanic vents, atmospheric gas mixtures, hydrogens in there. The first atmosphere was hydrogen on Earth. It wasn't air, oxygen, or nitrogen. Right, which is which is foreshadowing, guys, because we're going to be talking about hydrogen too. <laughs> yes. So it was like hydrogen, methane, and ammonia, and then you throw in some electricity, a little bit of light, and you get the first cellular life. 
3.8 billion years ago. And this gave way to evolution. That's how I see it. Not all of you may agree with you, agree with this. Uh, there are religious, other in, religious interpretations and biblical things, et cetera, et cetera, to this. But pretty much science does seem to agree with this. And on the left-hand side is the beginning of Earth. And on the right-hand side is, is pretty much where we are right now. Right. And that blue, that blue, that blue uh, rectangle is the, the place where all life evolved in the ocean. Right. Everything, so everything in between. So the ocean is everything. It's made, it made the whole, the whole shebang. So we should be talking about Mother Ocean before Mother Earth, almost. <laughs> way, way. And then Darwin had something to do with it and helped us figure out some things. And maybe he was wrong, but all the kingdoms of life. And, you know, I like to teach people, hey, there's five kingdoms of life. Probably no one ever taught you. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, you got bacteria and you got algae and you got fungus and plants and animals. There you go. But the takeaway for everybody that, that I try to get doctors to almost repeat this like a mantra is that nothing influenced the origin, design, structure, and function of multicellular life throughout evolution more than the sea. It, it, it was the whole shebang. The right. sea determined it. The sea composition, the sea proportions of the elements. It's like the temperature, the stability which allowed instant homeostasis. You had temperature stability. You had the same fluid around the body all the time. It was like, what can we say? It was like a womb, the amniotic fluid of, of, of a woman. So this guy actually said the only way life could even leave the ocean was to take the ocean with it. That's how much it influenced life. And that was Rene Canton. It's a great statement. And um, so our body fluids are pretty much identical to diluted seawater. All the proportions are the same of all the elements, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why it can be, and this is a little, uh, this is a little highbrow for everybody, but this tells you the proportions of the fluids and the largest amount of fluid outside of the cells, which is about 15 liters, is called extracellular fluid. That yeah. pretty much runs the show in many ways because it hosts the autonomic nervous system. But mm -hmm. the intracellular fluid is 25 liters and it has most of the water, but it's really not as important in a way as the extracellular fluid. But, but wouldn't it be the balance between the two, really, that, or the interplay oh, yes. between the oh, two? No, no, no. Everything is balanced. Homeostasis is trying to be achieved. Absolutely. But I will say that the extracellular fluid is, is often ignored as, as influencing it, for, and, which is the basis of ketone. You're okay. trying to influence the extracellular fluid, which then will allow the intracellular fluid to take the right course. Huh. All right. And Love that's it. why when you're sick, you take ketone. So when you're sick, you take ketone, but when you're healthy, you no, take No, I'm sorry. I should say when you're sick, you take ketone isotonic. Right. Because you want to rest you're restoring homeostasis. So this guy is one of the most overlooked 
uh, of all of all uh, scientists, biologists, doctors, etc. He was beyond. He was a man's man. He was the, the, for a man for all seasons. Uh, today he would be, you know, you almost couldn't define him. Uh, but because he he brought this information that was entirely contrary to the direction of pharmaceutical medicine, he was just ba bashed in by the forces of information going forward in medicine. So, I mean, there he was books pretty successful, right? I mean, he. No, yeah, well, I mean, he was successful before I mean, he was successful um, because he came from a rich family and lived next to the next to the Michelins. So that pretty much he didn't have, have to be successful. He knew the right but people. He was, he was yeah. a very special person. So this, this is the product that he came out with in 1897. And that's the. They were in ampules. They really weren't printed with a nice skin tone. Uh, they were yeah. handmade and crude, and and that was the the box. I, I actually don't think it's from 1897. That box is probably the 1920s, mm -hmm. which is as far back as we could get. But imagine making an injectable seawater in 1897. Imagine. So let's talk about how. Kinton is, well, I guess we'll get to that because this experiment, so. Um, well, this is the experiment that changed everything. Like, How does this work? So I've heard about this experiment. This is the experiment where Dr. Rene Kinton transfuses all of the blood out of a dog and replaces it yes. with Kinton. Well, he first really just did a plasma replacement. You know, he did this for five years before he, showed it to the medical elite of, of, of Europe. Uh, and so, you know, he experimented, he took out, he took out blood plasma and put it in just like you would to a person. And then in the end, his finale was he transfused actually 100% or as much as you can get out of a, of a biological mammal. He removed it and replaced the whole blood meaning the red stuff with how, so how does that work how how it's how because it it's because two things your body isn't that dependent on the red cells in a short time but it is for the osmolarity of the solution and the uniqueness of its proportions of the elements the, which you could call electrolytes, and that's what allowed it. These dogs, this was not a cakewalk for the dog. They went through hemolytic shock of this, but Kintone is known also to stimulate radically red blood cell production. And there were still, you never could get out all the red blood cells. So okay. it mobilized the red blood cells, caused them to multiply quickly, and the dogs, all the dogs, six dogs survived and thrived. And this experiment in his treatise, which is that, that l'eau de mer milieu organique, oui. uh, which means water of the ocean is the same as our organic milieu. Yeah. Which is a word for our fluids. And, 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 and so he wrote this, and this experiment is described literally in minute 
by minute detail in this treatise. And, and this is what we know now. Rene Canton had no, no, no real knowledge of this because you couldn't analyze things at this level. But it really shows you the proportions of the major 10 electrolyte components of the blood and the blood plasma, the extracellular fluid, and the ketone isotonic are pretty much identical. And it's because we, it, we inherited it from having evolved in the ocean. Bingo. Okay. So then when we drink an ampule of quinton isotonic, like one or maybe yeah. two or three, yeah. how much of an impact does that really have on, on our extracellular matrix? Like, Well, I would say for the, for, if you think of the extracellular matrix as including what it truly inherited from, from, uh, from evolution, which is the entire periodic table. So it's going to have a big impact on what even modern health science doesn't know anything about. What is the role of all the trace element electrolytes beyond this list here? All graph and Ashmead, I think, were the two master researchers of history in the trace elements. And they said, look, we're, we're, we're going to stop our research and retiring, but we're pretty sure that you need 64 elements. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what most of them do. Right. All we know is what this list does. And this list is identical to the ocean in its proportions. So probably when you take an isotonic, you are really, you know, you're, you're not taking like very much sodium in, even no. though sodium is the major electrolyte, but, and you get sodium from all your other sources, foods and salt and so on and so on. But you are repopulating the, uh, the extracellular matrix with these rarer trace elements that allow your body to achieve homeostasis and live longer, better, faster, et cetera. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the applications for this are astronomical. Okay. Ridiculous. Yes. Let's carry on. So, so for those of you guys who are listening to this, you'll probably want to head to YouTube at some point and see the slides. So we're going to see some lot, some pictures of. Um... So here's the kind of things that these are, these are actually from my trips to Asia and they were so, it was the first time I, uh, early on in my having brought Quinton to America that, that I got to really see in, in two weeks what it was capable of, okay? Wow. Because I was using Quinton in America my, mainly to stay out of trouble. Hey, this is not a medicine. This is just, you drink this and it's good it's minerals and yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I got to Asia, uh, there is so much affliction in Asia that is unaddressed, and they are so depleted. Uh, when they started to take Quinton, it was it was like a revelation that was occurring before my very eyes, and 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 there were just miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle of people with some heavy stuff, but this is the kind of stuff that existed when Quinton 
first came out with it. And, and, and actually he, this book, Le Dispensary Marine, is really a collection of the therapeutic uh, studies done from uh, during Quinton's life by he and the, the reigning uh, physiologist of the day, Jean Jericho. This is a masterful work that, that they treat all the diseases that are known to man and Quinton has a role in it because you have to have the trace elements to do everything. Okay, I mean, so in, in, that, in, in those slides where you're showing the healing of psoriasis and those conditions, and even in this guy, were they drinking the Quinton? Because yeah, my only, understanding... Only. Only. Okay, because my understanding is you can use Quinton in a variety of different ways. Yeah, and but, we just don't go there because it can mean trouble, but Quinton can be used orally consumption. Yeah. It can be used subcutaneous injection. It can be used full large volume IV. Yeah. It can be used topically for skin diseases, and it can be used hygienically, like to heal the nasal passages, sinuses, etc. Like with a neti pot or something? You got it. Oh, yeah. and I, I happen to have, I, th- this is one of my favorite devices. Here's Quinton. Oh, a nebulizer. With nice. a nebulizer. It's fantastic in many ways. And there, th- there's a whole... You know, there's books just written on the nebulization of Quinton. Okay. None of these books can be offered in the United States because you'll figure out before the end of this that 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 Quinton Quinton is just um let's say not well received by Big Pharma. Something I've heard you talk about before where the French government at some point made Quinton available for free through these marine dispensaries uh, across France. Well, well, the marine dispensaries were early on in the, in the pandemics and that was always free. Okay. Right. Uh, And those dispensaries were in eight countries in Europe Mm -hmm. as well as Egypt and in uh, Algeria. Okay. And the reason they were in those countries is because that was rampant with cholera. I mean, that was the reigning disease of the day. So how does it help with cholera? Just by reestablishing hydration and... You got it. Like nothing else could. Yeah. Yeah. And because that's what people... And, and, And the magic that no one really has the science for, which is the trace elements that we evolved in. Okay. No one knows the function of them. You know, what, what does titanium do? What does cobalt do? We know nothing. And there's no money in it, and it'll never be figured out. Well, and if it's there, it's for a reason. Nothing's and not there this for a reason. When the word in the late 1800s, all of you, most of you know that, that Claude Bernard kind of called the father of modern physiology. And, and then, and then this, is a, this is like 1850, 60. And then maybe 1870, you had Antoine Beauchamp, like in a in a uh, intellectual war with Louis Louis Pasteur. Okay, right. Yeah, Louis Pasteur. This is the whole terrain germ versus the terrain. Yes. And Louis yes. Pasteur said, "Oh, we get sick because we are we we there's germs that get invade us and so on." And Antoine Beauchamp <laughs> said, "What what the truth is." You always have the germs in you, okay? It, it's the quality of your terrain that determines where you're going with them. 
Absolutely. And I always honor, these are the key names of, of, of the historic masters of the terrain. Claude Bernard, Antoine Béchamp, King John, John Jericho. These are the guys, man, who knew more about physiology in the late 1800s and the early 2000s than anyone. And unfortunately, their way lost out to Big Pharma, which was being funded by almost almost like a situation today being funded by the bad rich guys. Mm -hmm. So the biological terrain is also kind of, you know, the extracellular matrix really is the biological terrain. And in the days of, uh, of, of the early guys and Rene Canton, they called it the milieu interior. And the great, probably the greatest living physiologist, Alfred Pissinger, who was just like thrilled with Quinton. Uh, and he wrote the most complex things uh, written in the area of physiology. He called it the ground regulation system. And nowadays they call it the internal ocean because it's from the ocean and, and so on. But it's good to know this little history about the biological terrain and how Quinton played such a role in it. We've established the importance of the extracellular matrix. We've established the importance of this restoring it and balancing it with seawater from which it was designed. Because That's all you need to know. Right. And because there's nothing that we've been able to produce or create to this point that even comes close to the complexity and the synergies of what Quinton represents to the human body. We have I think we can I think actually I think the, the I think the poor like we we have things like Pedialyte, we have things like electrolyte solutions. Like we've there've been attempts but they're horrible. like kind of there's this this gross approach to a very fine model, right? They're 100%. Right? It's like this baseball bat instead of going in with a laser. It, it's a completely they just they don't Beautiful. they don't even come close to each other. So Quinton, I'm not sure how Quinton got this. Maybe it was partly due to his in, the influence of Darwin, who traveled the world, sees and observed all kinds of evolutionary things. But here, we might as well tell your audience that this water isn't just seawater you take off the coast of Newport Beach, California. Right. Uh, Where do we get it from? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So it is taken from, uh, it, it can be taken from a few places, but the reigning place that has the ideal conditions. And the ideal conditions are those that support phyto and zooplankton. And okay. those phyto and zooplankton uh, thrive in an area that's adjacent, perhaps a hundred or so kilometers off the coast of France and Spain. And it all has to do with the complex currents, the depth of the sea, the upwelling currents, the vortex. It's, in a, it's, it's a, an oceanographic menagerie, okay? Yeah. And so these blooms concentrate. They're smart. They know where the action is. They know where the richest areas of minerals and trace elements are because that's what they're going to use to grow. And so this is a picture of a typical 
It's not the one that is used by Kinton. Uh, it's just so, uh, you know, so visibly easy to see. Mm-hmm. This is a phytoplankton bloom there, typically in a hun- perhaps 100 to 200 kilometers in diameter. So they're wow. not little tiny things. And they, they are hundreds of feet deep with the phytoplankton on top, meaning the green stuff, green algae, because it has to have sun, right? Yeah. If, if it's green. And then hundreds of feet below are zooplankton. Zooplankton, some, all of you know a zooplankton, and it's called krill. Yeah. And then there are another, actually more prevalent one is, are called copepods. And these graze, just like cows going, if you can picture cows going off to, to the pasture from the, from the farmhouse, you know, th- this is what the zooplankton do. They ascend periodically into the surface and they graze on the phytoplankton. And okay. there is a most complex interaction to the point that it's referred to as a bioreactor. And it has a term called biocenosis. And this is the result of this chemical, biological, uh, perhaps quantum level interaction that produces the fluid that is in this plankton bloom. And that is what is extracted for kingtone. Okay. So it's not, if you, if you, if you took it from outside of the bloom, it it wouldn't be the same as the water inside the bloom. Okay. And And then, so how's it, so is, is this like ships that go out there and literally they'll suck water? Blooms of the world also make, 50 to 65% of the oxygen. So uh, I can't tell you how important they are. And it's why most people never heard of them because they don't want people to know about them. Mm -hmm. They are monitored monitored better than Fort Knox because if anyone screws, excuse my language, with these plankton blooms, it, it can bring disaster in a short time. And so they are monitored by, you know, now by satellites, buoys, uh, investigative ships. You have to have a license to go in them to collect water. It's a big oceanographic phenomenon that is to make sure nobody misses with plankton blooms. All right. So the, the, the water is harvested. And then what happens to it? Well, that, that I'm just showing you a photo, Mike. Micrograph uh, of the stuff that might be dragged up. Critters. There's critters, from- guys. If you're if you're listening to this, this is a very cool slide of little bits and pieces of stuff and little yeah. itty bitty critters. <laughs> so there's itty bitty critters. There's phytoplankton, zooplankton, and the fluid, which you can't. The fluid is is, is the magical stuff that's yeah. in this. You are not drinking critters when you drink quinone. No. Explain why you don't. But uh, the critters make the quinone. Okay, that's the fact. <laughs> so it is made in this facility now in, in, in this company, which was established in 1897. It's now made in Alicante, Spain, in an ultra modern, ultra sophisticated. You would call it a pharmaceutical level facility that has to meet all 
the criteria of making an injectable medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. So it's extremely, you know, everything is clean rooms and, and, and here, here is a, a picture that maybe some people will find it interesting. The water is collected by ships that go out into the sea and they put the water in these square boxes that have a, like a, a, a lining in them, like a pharmaceutical lining. They're called pharmaceutical carboys. And uh, they, they take the water up from about 100 feet, which is the most concentration of what they're looking for. And they bring these back and they have to be transported only by refrigerated trucks at four degrees centigrade. Okay. So then, then, then they, they are immediately brought into refrigeration. And when they're ready to process it, they bring them out to this, this uh, person and he connects them to the facility itself. And you can see everything is handled only in glass. Okay. Even the pipes, it flows through. That is so cool. Okay. So it's, it's very sophisticated. No PVC, no plastic, no no, copper, nothing. There's nothing like this in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, you know, it is, it is always refrigerated. Once it gets in the vials, it does not have to be refrigerated. But when it's in the vials, it is called, it is sterile by pharmaceutical standards, and it is also apyrogenic. So it does not have any pyrogen in it, which are, which are pieces of microbes that, that from dying microbes that are, are what really stimulate a fever in somebody. So any injectable pharmaceutical fluid has to be sterile and apyrogenic, and okay. they meet that requirement. And, and so let's talk a little bit about the sterilization process for Quinton, because my understanding is that it is never, 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 never heated. You've talked about how it's refrigerated. It needs to it's be never cold. heated, and nor is there any other kind of energy used, like uh, or or chemical. There is never ozone used, and, and this I, I thought this was impossible. I mean, as a water expert, yeah, when I preserving life, that, right? Huh? You're preserving the life force of all of this exactly. stuff. So you literally can't you can't treat it. You can't chemically treat it. You can't no ultraviolet. All they do is double microfilter it with special special pharmaceutical filters mm-hmm. that ironically are made by the company that bought my water company okay it's all connected it's know. all connected it's a great big matrix all right so 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 it is microfiltered kept refrigerated until it's in those ampules. Now, those ampules, I, I'm not, I can't remember. It, it's, it's, it's like the FDA of the country that determines it, but people use ampules that are a- actually from the 1930s, just to let you know. So they just oh, have it. So they're completely, so once they're in that ampule, it's once they're in the stable, ampule, there's nothing there. happen to it. Right. All right, Christine. 
So this, this thing shows the importance, and this is like a key concept to Quintone, and this is showing how the elements that are in, doesn't show all of them, of course, is, and this is really the philosophy that Rene Quintone understood that all the elements are highly interrelated biochemically. And you just can't have, oh, take these 10 electrolytes, that'll be okay, or take these 15. But there are, you know, 78 electrolytes in ketone, and they all have an interplay with one another. Each one influences the other in its efficacy. So for, so just to, uh, if you don't mind me just interjecting here, so for an athlete, someone who's going out and doing an endurance event or whatever the case, like a physically, you know, whether they're swimming or running or cycling, would they be better off than using Quinton than your traditional electrolyte solution? Without question. There Without isn't question. A All right. And yeah. in fact, Quinton actually makes a, a professional sports electrolyte that's famous. Okay. And it's, right now it's only sold in Europe and it's called totem, which is Latin for total. Yeah. And it's basically the same as hypertonic, except it, it comes in a sachet for sports people that it, is uh, 20 milliliters of the substance. Oh, so and, it's, it's more volume. Yes. Okay. And an athlete may take, depending upon the nature of his endurance sport, et cetera. He might take one or two before the, the his, his activity. Yeah. And maybe take one after for recovery. Okay. I had a most unusual experience in that about, I'm gonna guess it must be eight or maybe even 10 years ago that a the, the young American woman whose name escapes me right now, but she's a cyclist, a professional female cyclist, the only yeah. one to ever win the French female tour de force two times. Yeah. Uh, Amber Niebuhr is her name. And nicely, she- Nicely done. She lived in um, like, um, she lived in Orange County, California. And she went to a water store locally because at 41 years old, she was knew she was toward the end of her career. And she wasn't hydrating and she needed something. And she went to a water store where she knew somebody was pretty smart and going, do you have any special water that hydrates better? The guy goes, no, not water, but we do have this stuff called ketone. And, 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 and 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 even though we don't like serve the sports people, but you know, I hear that they use the hypertonic and so on and so on in European sports. And so he said, you know, I can give you the guy's phone number. He knows he knows what he's talking about and can help you. And so she did call me, <clears throat> and this was just coming out. And I said, Amber, would you like to have us do an experiment with you on what? she told me would be her last ride. And it was in Qatar. Oh my God. <laughs> 157 kilometers, 109 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Holy jump. Something to take you down. Okay. No, I'm kidding. So she said, I just would, I would love my last race to be able to finish. All right. So I said, look, there is, I promise you nothing will do it like this. And the company was kind enough to send an entire case of this. Okay. Yeah. And in, in a beautifully laser cut box. I, I mean, it was, it was just like a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did it to her. And I said, here's what you do. Here's what you take. She practiced for two weeks here in Southern California. And she called me and said, I want to tell you, I wish I had this throughout my career. Cause this is something that is above and beyond anything I've experienced. I said, fantastic. Just tell me how you did when you, when you get there, send me an email or something. Off she went. Only to find out on, I think, October like 28th in 2017, I think, something like that. She sends an email, a picture with her as the winner of the race wow. Wow. at 41. Yeah, in Qatar, in 109 degrees. Her goal was to finish the race, to be clear. She won the race. So when an athlete uses hypertonic, um, what do they hydrate with during the race? So you just, you take the hypertonic straight out of the sachet or do you mix it in your water? Out of the sachet, yes. And there are very sophisticated literature on using this, okay? As a a high-performance athlete. Yes, yeah. I mean it's it's like above and beyond anything you've seen, and and um, I mean it tells you how what proteins that are best with it, all yeah. these what carbs are best, et cetera, et cetera. I mean they really, uh, Quintone Laboratoires Quintone has their own sponsors pays for a sports uh, a a sports performance laboratory in the local university. Okay, so they're doing research, they're doing their own thing. But for our for the audience who are not necessarily Tour de France or, you know, whatever <laughs> competitors, if if they were going if a weekend warrior is out, like my husband, he cycles every weekend, right? He has a road bike and he goes out for his 50, 60, 70 kilometer rides. He would take a couple of hypertonics before his ride. And then during the ride, I guess my question to you is, would he drink regular water? Because he, he likes- regular water with a hypertonic in it. Oh, so he would then, in addition to that, put a hypertonic. Because I would think that if you take then your run-of-the-mill electrolyte and put it in your water, it almost bastardizes and would, would skew off the hypertonic that you took before the ride. Oh, you never want, you mean to use like- like, like Gatorade powder or something? Well, not Gatorade. We, we have better things than Gatorade. Never no, Gatorade. No, no, I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> but, but basically, you just like those, those electrolytes, you toss them out the window. You take your Canton before you're, you right. go out for on your ride. You throw one into your water bottles, and then you kind of hydrate with that during. And then if it was a super hot day and you sweated buckets, you might take another hypertonic post-ride. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. So that's how you would use hypertonic so, as an athlete. We may bring this to America. I think that would be a great idea based on our conversation. Yeah. I, we, we may bring this to America. It can be purchased in America from, from a couple of internet sites, but it's not officially here. 
and okay. and and we're we're actually discussing with a very probably the most a prominent sports association uh, to to change their very flawed electrolyte to to uh, to totem. Yeah, well, it sounds to me like um, most thinking on electrolytes could probably use a bit of adjustment based on this. Yeah. All right, what's our next slide? Or are we done? Well, with- I mean, oh, I just people should know that the. So complex- tell us, yeah. Okay, so what? So this slide for those of you guys who are listening to this, I'm just going to read it out to people because at this point we're thinking, oh, Canton has all of the trace elements of the periodic table. And but what else? It has fatty acids, polypeptides, organic acids, vitamins, carotenoids, bicarbonate. Like it has all this stuff in it. Yep. Wow. Oh, I mean, this is like maybe there's a hundred. A hundred things, even like. DNA fragments. Yeah, I'm seeing that DNA and RNA fragment, natural antibiotics and antifungals which might speak to the healing power, the magical powers of this. This is a very, I mean, there's nothing more complex chemically, uh, biochemically than than the ocean, for sure. No, even hyaluronic acid. And you know, what's interesting about Quinton to me is you get people, and this has happened to me where I'm drinking lots and lots of water and whether it's an esthetician or, um, or, or someone in a traditional Chinese medicine office will look at me and say, you're dehydrated. And I'm like, I'm not dehydrated. I'm drinking like crazy. And they're like, nope, you're dehydrated. And I'm like, how is this even possible? And I think that this is where the magic of something like Quinton comes in as well, because you can drink water until the cows come home. If it doesn't, it's not going to stick. Yeah, I mean, hydration is defined as intracellular water content. Okay. Yeah. Just to yeah. let you know, I mean, that, that's what you're measuring. Yeah. And so, you know, when you look at this comp, and so you're saying this is a fraction of what's in the Quinton. This is a fraction. Interesting. So it's your ultimate multivitamin. I mean, you can imagine, you can imagine just the phytochemicals eluded by the, 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 the phytoplankton. Yeah, it's it's almost it's an endless list, practically. Yeah. Well, and what's amazing about it is that it's the taste of it. Like the isotonic is almost sweet. Yeah, well, you know what it tastes like to me? It tastes like your tears. You know what? I was about to say the exact same thing. Exactly. That's or what your tears should taste like. Because it it is. Yeah. 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 It's like tears, whereas the hypertonic is a little more intense. So. Here's what's contained in it. 9,000 milligrams per liter of the elements of the periodic table. That's the isotonic. Yeah. So that means that there's 90 milligrams per liter, uh, 90 milligrams of the elements of the periodic table. In a liter. Yeah. No, no. No. 90 milligrams in each ampule. Okay. 9,000 milligrams in each liter. Because an ampule is is a... a hundredth of a a milliliter. Okay. And then the hypertonic is 330 milligrams of the periodic table in each ampule. Right. And it says here that the isotonic will shift you into a parasympathetic state, whereas the hypertonic, I've heard you say, 
doesn't say on this slide, but you've talked about the hypertonic shifting you maybe more towards a sympathetic state. So to put that into English, hypertonic would be more stimulating and energizing, whereas the isotonic might be more calming. And so in terms of when we would use both, hypertonic is more of a morning pick me up or I popped a hypertonic before we, you know, it's kind of the afternoon, but I thought, yeah, I could probably use a little boost. So Mm -hmm. I had a hypertonic thinking that this podcast is a bit like a, not a sports event, but a a performance (laughs) event of sorts. Um, Whereas I might have an isotonic capsule in the evening. Yep. Right. It's great. It's a great sleep aid. It does. You know, if you really have trouble and sleeping and want to slide into sleep, isotonic is excellent. Well, who doesn't want to slide into sleep? Really? Yeah, right on. <laughs> and, and it's it's just, it's magical in shifting the parasympathetic, uh, I, I mean, the autonomic nervous system from one to the other. Interesting. So here is what I, to me, this makes so much sense to people. I'm very happy I did it. It's like, the average person is simply operating, not with all the spark plugs on the left, even though this is an illustration and it's different for every person, is the result of your diet, your unsupplemented diet. That, that's what you're operating on every day with those missing elements. And after you take seawater, you fulfill the destiny of evolution, so, so to speak. Okay, so just to describe this slide to people who are listening, on the left-hand side, we have a periodic table with a whole lot of white showing. So there's a lot of elements missing. missing. Whereas on the right-hand side, after seawater, we've replenished and restored the elements of the periodic table. So basically, you can refer to quinton as a cellular multivitamin, or not even vitamin, but like it's restoring the cellular... Electrolytes, minerals and trace elements. Yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong with minerals and trace elements. And now, now uh, the 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 new trend is is to refer to these as in in even conventional medicine and health as dietary elements. All of them. Sure, that makes sense. And our environment is completely depleted. So this is your um, have a quinton baby. So this is the. This is the overarching message here today. So we think we're going to have a product called Quintone Baby. Amazing. That's going to be simply branded just instead of having the ampules, it's going to be just Quintone Baby, and it will be specifically aimed at people who aren't even necessarily health-minded, but, you know, hey, this is what you do when you have a baby. Yeah. It's going, it's going to be world changing. So in conclusion, we conclude <laughs> <laughs> that Quinton is the fabric of life. It's the, it represents really the foundational fluid or matrix that, res- that it has the most incredible ability to restore health and function to our bodies at a cellular level. We didn't even get into some of the treatments that I've heard you talk about before, like the hyperperfusion of the spine, the, you know, there's so many different ways that this, that this incredible, we'll call it a water for life-giving water for lack of a better term is used. But the good news is you can just drink it. And that, that's the other thing that's quite amazing about it is that 
just by drinking the hypertonic or the isotonic. And again, I think I'll make the point that for people who have, and I, I think we had this conversation, like people who have a lot of health imbalances in their system, resist the temptation of going hard at the hypertonic, instead go to the isotonic, restore some degree of replenishment yeah. and homeostasis, and then give the hypertonic. Yeah. Right? In addition... Here's a little interesting thing. In addition, one of my hopes besides Quinton Baby, and we already know this, and frankly, the military already knows this, is that Quinton, which requires Quinton isotonic, which requires no refrigeration, mm -hmm. okay, is the ultimate battlefield blood plasma and whole blood replacement all in one. It's already been tested on animals. And amazingly, it outperforms whole blood animal transfusions when trauma occurs. Hmm. So, like, huh, it's really but, but, but what carries the oxygen? Don't you need red blood cells to carry oxygen to? Yes. But ketone also, remember, some of the, the studies for ketone are so over the top. They're voluminous. I've maybe seen 10% of them, and they're voluminous. I can't believe it myself. But wow. ketone has oxygen-carrying capability, sufficient wow. to, allow, to allow and stimulate red bloods, immediate right. red we blood cell formation. Right, right, right. So natural EPO. I think we're going to wrap this up because uh, we've been at this for a while. We were going to talk about something else, but you know what? We're just going to have to save it for another day. Cool. Um, and we, we can show people, we can show people that, that we're going to talk about molecular hydrogen. Yes. Which is yeah. my other favorite thing to put in water. Just And, just and if you can imagine, why is it great? Here's the, all they need to know going forward for the most exciting part. Yeah. Imagine something that has antioxidant, unique antioxidant capabilities that's smaller and can go more places throughout the body anywhere. It is there is no, no obstructions that, and it's so it's smaller than all the other antioxidants has total access. In fact, it's so small you can't even hold it very long in a glass bottle because no. it goes goes through the glass. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I, I will often refer to hydrogen as a selective antioxidant. Is that, is that appropriate term? Because it's a selective antioxidant, but it's a very small and initial piece. And it's a selective for the hydroxyl radical, yeah. the most pernicious of all radicals and the peroxynitrite radical. All right. There you go. So, but we're going to talk about that on another day because we've yes, been going for a while. So where people can buy Kinton is Water and Wellness. You've got this spectacular website where they can find all the Kinton products as well as your molecular hydrogen products, which we will also talk about on an, our next podcast. Um, but um, Water and Wellness, and I believe, guys, that there's a promo code, which is Longevity10, that will get you 10% off your purchase. And Robert Slovak, what other links or anything well, else we've left if, off the table? If you have some very, very curious people, they're welcome to, 
I don't know if, if your people have access to you, but they're welcome they to <laughs> submit some questions to you. I, I'm curious to see. Yeah, I, by all I, means. I think you're one of the great podcasters and they can submit questions and you may submit them to me and I'm happy to, to do my best to answer them. Well, that's a very generous offer. And I think what we'll do is I will collect questions and then when we record our next podcast, we'll start by answering questions and then move into our next topic. I do want to say that Kintone now comes also in a sachet for people who are travelers. I mean, carrying those glass ampules can be a hassle. So I know, but the glass ampules are so cool. They are cool. They're jewelry. I, I, I love the glass ampules. Sorry, I got rid of the slide. I just sure. wanted to finish off so that people could see you. But I think the, I, I love the ampule. I mean, I yes, the sachets are super convenient and you want those for travel, but I think the ampules are the best. That's what I use. <laughs> All right. And okay, I think we're going to leave it at that. Cool. It was great. This was awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Robert. It was- You're uh, very welcome. I'm have glad a good that we rest of your Have a good rest of your day. And you as well. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or if you'd like to leave any comments or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.